Alright, Alex, the biggest thing that we wanted to talk about um, going into this weekend, though, is Louisville, UK. It's been a subject of contention. Why do Louisville fans hate each other? <laughs> like, oh my god. You open up Twitter, and it's just people fighting left and right. And I I get the whole argument. I get both sides, right? I'm a little yeah. empathetic to both, to both parties. But they both have reasons to be... Confident in their own viewpoints, right? Yeah. One half, we have Louisville fans in the boat that basically, like, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Right. And that is a very, you know, that's a very valid take. The the mm-hmm. already beforehand, woe is me, get the jokes going. Like, there's a whole UK joke machine. Right. It's, it's like a, really. it's like some kind of like a just automatic self-defense. Like, yeah. It's like a, you're putting up the walls because you're just like anticipating... The blow. Like, it's you like you're already wanna... trying to reject yourself before you go up right. to the person and ask for a date. Like, like you're just already like, well, even if she doesn't say yes, like it's it's totally fine. But like we're they're already essentially predicting like we're gonna get screwed. Yeah, Louisville fans which, are just they're they're just not ready to rivalry basically. Like, but here's just... the thing: history is on their side with that. They've shot an average of ten more free throws. Yeah, at Rob, mm-hmm. uh, we're what two of the last. 12 meetings, is that correct? I mean, the last time we won in Rupp, David Pageant wasn't was coaching, he was playing. I mean, yeah. there's that's uh, there's that's all scary. sorts of things that kind of point to their, like, yeah, I mean, to, to their point, they're just jaded. Is all it, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten hyped for this way. game time and time again. I've yep. been let down time and time again. And even last year, when, when everyone was excited, um, you know, we didn't have as good of a team, obviously, but, like, the excitement of like a new coach and we were coming mm-hmm. off a win that we shouldn't have won against like Michigan State like you know that big surprise win so like we right. knew we could knock some some decent teams off yeah and then we just once again I don't know what it is but I mean they just choke somehow some way every single time for the for the yeah. most part well so so last year I think what the story was um Louisville actually got out to a little early lead and then UK had this run right they had like a, I want to say, 14-16-0 run. And it scares me because and we, Louisville's had some droughts in the last couple yeah. games. I mean, like, basically, UK got up to got up to a 10-point lead. Louisville played an even from there for yeah. like the last 30 minutes of the game. Right, exactly. And But, I mean, UK, I think they won by 10-12. Yeah. UVL got it down kinda by ha- 6. But yeah, we can never get just, down from that cushion. Yeah. That's, um, and here's the thing with the UK game, too. Um, and I, I've been saying this ad nauseum, but um, I, I'll say it here again. It's you know we can sit here and talk about uh, you know how does Jordan Wara match up with their forwards and uh, what you know what's the biggest matchup to watch the guards and what's Darius Perry have to do to right. to you know withstand Ashton Hagen's and Tyrese Maxey and should David Johnson play and yada yada yada. None of that crap matters because no. really what what happens is. Um, the X and X's and O's matter so much less. Not, not that they don't matter. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it. But the whole just rivalry, just the intensity of the fans, the just kind of um, the tension that's in the air during this game. Um, the it's a game that often turns into more of like a free throw battle. It's a game where you know you have to kind of roll the dice. Like a lot of players get into foul trouble very often. Like th- there's just always just like weird storylines that surround the game and, it's and kind of take away from who is the better team, U of L or UK. Right. It turns into more of like 
Um, like like I said, there's just just random stuff happens. Um, you know, like a a random freshman that you've never heard of for the and, other team just goes off. And that's the scary or, part, right? Because yeah, the the unknown. The other side to the the two Louisville groups fighting on Twitter. The other half of that, mm-hmm. you know, not the not the doomers and gloomers, but the you know, let's pump her chest out a little bit. This sure. is the best Louisville's been in a long time. And on yeah. and roster wise, right now we're deeper. I think we're we're better um, in a lot of different spots. Mm-hmm. But what you just said gives me great pause, mm-hmm. right? Because even if we think we match up great, like that's why I think no one wants to get their hopes up because like everything's kind of aligning, right? Yeah, a little, a little bit. And it, and then the, one of the big reoccurring jokes, like you just said, like last year, what Tyler Harrow? Which now, I mean, like hats off to him; he's killing it right now uh, as a rookie on the Heat. Um, Shout out to, to Shout out Harrow. DJ right there in a writer's group that Shout won't shut DJ. up about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's always that one dude that just it clicks mm-hmm. when they play Louisville and they just. If go you had off. to guess, who, who's that going to be this year? Well, it, the biggest. Okay, so here's my thing. The biggest storyline right now for UK of offensively is just the lack of. of Accuracy and firepower, uh, especially on the perimeter shots. Well, I think so, in, in, in the micro, the biggest storyline is, is Nate Sestina. So everybody thought that it was going to be, um, oh gosh, can't they get the, the freshman uh, what, Johnny? No, Johnny Jazang. Oh yeah, which he, everybody's thinking yeah. since he's you know, I don't know what perceived he's perceived as, as a good shooter right. that that he's going to be the guy that's going to go off. Well, that's what's interesting. So like, you got a guy like Sestina that finally went like five for eight the other night, but as a like as a team as a whole, even even the whole game uh, against Ohio State, they're still thirty percent from three. Mm-hmm. So like, one, they need more than one guy to shoot well from three pointers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, I think that was Nate Sestina's like only his, like second game having like multiple three pointers or something like that. So like even 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 the biggest firepower guy you got right now mm-hmm. has has been super inconsistent from three. So it. That part just kind of is just like, okay, like something's got to give, right? Like that's the whole thing with Louisville fans is like something's got to give. I because think that, there's no way. And the other thing that scares me is just the fact that once again we're playing a a really, really good, desperate team if they figure it yeah, out. And just like Texas Tech because you're going in there in, and this isn't even a neutral site game, but it was clear that Texas Tech – just wanted it more from the from the opening whistle. From the jump. It was and, insane. And, and so my hope is just that like this little team you know, I think some people are concerned that maybe they got a little sad after that, which hey, right. you did you kind of deserve to be yeah. a little bit because you guys played like crap. But you know, taking that experience saying, Okay, um, you know, we kinda overlooked a really, really big moment and they weren't ready for it and it was Madison Square Garden and it just didn't really hit them until you know, it was too late. I mean, so I think they're coming into this a, a little more grounded. But to your point, like, they better be ready for rival. Because like, it, I know how they always say like fans care way more than players, which is totally true. And the players probably know each other way more than we think. Uh, but it's just to your point, just not even the rival. It's just matching the intensity. Louisville really hasn't done a great job of that because like, oh, Miami of Ohio, you had no business, you know. As, as close as that game was, for the most part, before they pulled away, you had no business 
like being that close for a majority of that game, and it's just it's not the it's not the like we're playing down to our opponent. It's just like the lackadaisical passes, the turn in turnovers. It's the it looks like people are like almost like jogging Look, I mean, down the court. Like you just see a sense of like just the slothness halfway through the game. The biggest knock like against, autopilot. I, I don't. You're right. Playing down in competition is not. It's not a fair. Well, like we get a ten point lead, we can't keep. It. Is my like, right, right. Like you and can't stay dominant. But this team, they just have to like cut it close to really get their juices going. If, if you're looking for a knock on Chris Mack, he's done a fantastic job since taking over at UVA. Um, but if you're looking for a knock on on Louisville's team as a whole, um, in, in his you know, whatever forty five games that he's coached, yeah. Um, the, the biggest knock is that there's a lack of consistency. Right. right. There's a lack of uh, intensity. Um, during during the you know during more important games, it's so almost like if, if, if college basketball is broken up into four quarters, which it should be because it's the only sport, mm-hmm. literally between college and professional, that has not updated the their timing system. Right, because it's dumb. Yeah, kind of but off. if if they play quarters, essentially like the second and third quarter, like the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, like Louisville just goes in that fifteen twenty minute like. Half the time, like, what are you guys doing? Like, their offense looks just limp. Like, they have no running offense. They do, they do no sets. They just stand right. at the top of the key, yeah. pass it around the perimeter sometimes. Like, it just it it baffles me because then all of a sudden we'll score 15 in a matter of like four minutes, right? right. With like 12 minutes to go, and then you end up like a like a 24 point win, right? So you know, if, in if a game looking, that was really close, and you're just like, why the hell did it take that? Right. To like bring that out of you. If you look historically from from November 2018 until now, um, the biggest the biggest takeaway and the biggest frustration I think is that um, teams that that this UVL team um, when they have their backs against the wall, they have no problem punching their way out. The problem is when they're the ones who need to throw the first punch. Right. They they. Hardly ever do. Yeah. And that would be the concern with this UK game, right? The Texas Tech game. Um, some of the games late last season, you know, the Minnesota game is a perfect example of, of right. a game where you have more talent. You should be able to go into this game and win. Um, and you probably have the game plan. You have the coaching. But there's just something missing in the mentality where they just don't go in and get the job done. Max biggest wins at UofL, Michigan State. They weren't. Nobody's expecting them to beat Michigan State. They're coming off of two, two um, losses in, in, in New York. Yeah, Michigan. Um, just the state of Michigan in whole has been great to that. Yeah, in terms of very good. Thank being you, a Michigan. local coach. Yeah. Um, but you know, Michigan State's a perfect example. North Carolina coming off a loss at home to Pitt. They go on the right, on the road against North Carolina and dominate from start to finish. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. No. Right. So Mac is a really he's a master motivator at getting the team when they have their backs against the wall. To fight for every possession, to get those the extra offensive rebound, to win every loose ball, to have that kind of Dwayne Sutton mentality across the team. Are you saying and almost like it's? It seems like it's it, it's almost like a, he's finding it more challenging. Like he's having to get more creative to pump the team up now that it's almost like we're up here yeah. and we're getting motivated because like even. You know, like the guys are look probably looking at Kentucky's ranking today and be like, "All right, we're still like top right, five, and they're right. like 19th. You know, like yeah. I mean, but it, it, and it's hard to ignore that. It's hard to ignore that they lost their last. As game. an 18, 19 year old, like 
You're like, all right, I get it. We got we we felt like this before, and we got burned by Texas Tech, but like Kentucky really doesn't look that good. Yeah. And so I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. thought getting into their heads because like it's still Kentucky and it's still Rupp Arena, and right. even. You know, even when we've been ranked and they haven't, like that, sometimes it just doesn't matter. And the other thing that concerns you too is, so and I, this had to play a factor. I mean, you saw with the women's team it was the same thing. They had no business playing a close game against the team that, that they were playing against. Same thing with Louisville against Miami, Ohio. There's almost this. It almost felt like they knew Christmas break was coming up. They're going to see their friends. They're going to see their family. They're going to go back home. There's a sense of comfort creeping in, right? Yeah. And they just they come out, they expect to win, and it's just lack of days. And now coming off, they're coming off of a huge break. They're going to have that break that we just talked about, where you know, right now, as we speak, they're probably at home, um, you know, eating a home cooked meal, hanging out with their friends, reminiscing on high school days and, and childhood stuff, right? And I know that sounds goofy, but I mean, we all did it in, in college. Um, you know, anybody that, that moves away from home and they come back, there's just almost this like nostalgic feeling. It kind of it gets hard to step out of that. And so now they're gonna we're gonna have the Christmas you know season. We're gonna have the holidays, and then come straight back into just having to refocus and be re-energized for a game that's probably gonna take more out of you than anything. Um, save maybe a couple of conference games until the NCAA tournament. Um, so it's it's really an interesting this kind of mentality that they're going to have to adopt. And just from that standpoint, you know, that's not really even making an excuse. It's just, you know, if you're looking for stuff that concerns you, um, you know, that, that that's the stuff that stands out. But I, I, it, I, I do want to talk some X's and O's because I, I do think it's important. Um, because, again, you know, this is, we're talking historically. We're talking, you know, what sticks out most in our minds is last year they just lost. Pretty much we're just down almost wire to wire. And just couldn't pull um, close enough. Just couldn't make the shots. Couldn't make the defensive stops. Couldn't make the plays to win. The year before that, they just got absolutely destroyed. They lost almost 40 with David Padgett. Uh, looked yeah. like they had no business being in that game at all. Looked like a culmination of everything that had happened. Um, when you rivalry and, and the Wolves involved in intertwining the scandals that they had dealt with, with Padgett never having coached in a game like that before, there, it was just a lot to take on. But if you look at um, the years prior to that with Bettino, you know, we're kind of looking historically at the Bettino mindset. This is the first time that Max come into a game where he's really matched up well against Kentucky. So, with that being said, you know, we're, we've made up all, you know, we've spent the last 10 minutes just making up all the excuses for Louisville. But honestly, when you look at the X's and O's, when you look at the matchups, Louisville's the better team this year. So, Jacob is, has kind of done us a favor of just kind of running through historically. Uh, the last seven or eight years of Louisville versus Kentucky. And when you look back, going back to 2013, so the year, this is the year that after that, after Louisville won the national championship, when they lost Peyton Seaver, when they lost Gordy Jang, when they lost, uh, who was it? Stephen Mantries. Um, so 2013 um, was the Russ Smith, he dunked over Julius Randle game. Um, they actually played them twice that year. Um, but in 2013, it was kind of the storyline was the Harrison Twins, the return of the Harrison Twins and Julius Randle versus Russ Smith. Russ Smith was probably the better player in that game, but overall they just had just a, a kind of a cultivation of, of better talent that year. And the next year you have Carl Anthony Towns versus Montrez Harrell. To me, that's kind of a wash. Um, now, looking at their careers now, they, it's, they've kind of taken similar traje- trajectories. 
Um, but those are the two best players in that game. Um, the year after, I think Jamal Murray clearly was a, was a better player than Louisville's best player, Damian Lee. Overall, two very good teams, but again, Kentucky took that one. The year after that, you have Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I mean, again, kind of a wash versus Donovan Mitchell. But then you get into the last three years. So the last three years that, that you know, or the last two years, excuse me, two years we just talked about where UK just kind of won wire to wire. Um, T.J. Washington, Ray Spalding. I mean, I think T.J. Washington was the better player in that game. Um, and, and again, P.J. Washington versus Jordan Laura of 2018. Um, again, I, I feel like overall, when you look at these teams, the best player was slightly better than Louisville's best player. And then overall, just the talent, the starting five, and the couple of guys that came off the bench were just a little bit better for Kentucky than for Louisville. This year, but this year, this year, when you look at the matchup, right, Jordan Wara versus Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey, I think, is clearly has been the leader, the go-to guy. He takes the most shots for UK. He, you know, is kind of the guy for them. Um, he's kind of, you know, has the green light um, to kind of take the most um, opportunities going through the basket, to take the most threes, um, to have the kind of games where he goes like five or eighteen, but still scores twenty points. Like he's he's that kind of guy for them. Uh, just like how War is for Louisville, but he's just, you know, he's a freshman. Jordan War is a junior. Um, he's clearly the more polished player. Um, Jordan Wara has a, a bevy of moves. Um, he has a lot of different ways to get open from mid-range. I, I'm, the, the most impressive thing, and, you know, we're, we're not going to get into um, the breakdown of the last game against Miami, Ohio, but, I mean, Jordan Wara was the difference maker in that game. I mean, if you look at, you know, he took a lot of um, questionable shots at best, um, but Jordan Wara was, was a real factor in that game. Um, he just, he had a full arsenal on display of shots, spinning into the lane and taking, hopping off the opposite foot from 12 feet for a floater, um, kind of like some, some backdoor action, some just ridiculous off-balance shots. Some step yeah. back threes, like he he really kind of displayed um, like his pro. his his full yes. like if you're looking at, at a Jordan Wara like you know why should he be a lottery pick? Just go back and look at the the makes from the Miami Ohio game. They were pretty ridiculous. But my whole thing for for Jordan, and especially it kind of comes to light or should be magnified for this UK game is. I get so frustrated watching him. When it comes natural to him, like the times that you were just talking about, those shots when they come natural to him. It looks like he's just it's amazing he's just in the gym just practicing. But when he forces it, and he's been forcing it a little more than I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about, you know, just some of the shot selections that are just unforced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just especially during those time like I was just telling you about like that yeah. lackadaisical like almost like 15 20 minute fog they go in sure where they just start popping jumpers for yeah. no re- like they don't yeah. try that hard on offense nope. so you see Jordan you see Darius you see even McMahon will get in on it but like all these dudes are just like no one wants to cut in no one wants to do anything we're just gonna pop some jumpers because we're up by like 10-ish right and then next thing oh no we're only oh we're only up by six okay. right oh right. we actually need to like Maybe pass it back to Enoch. And, I and think maybe pass it back to Enoch. And then maybe pass it down underneath. Right. So. Back to Enoch. Right. I think. And that is just, my key to this game. Right. right. And so overall, over, overarching. Let's wrap this up. That, yeah. When you, when you get into the Louisville versus UK matchups, mm-hmm. um, 
I think that when you look at this game, if you're just if you just line up all the players for both teams, if you're picking, if me and you were picking teams, I think that we'd both pick a U of L player before we pick a Kentucky player. Yeah. And I think that's the first time you could say that and since Calipari has been at right. UK. Um, so I think that's a huge difference. I think that Jordan War and Stevie Enoch are far, far better than anybody on UK for, for Kentucky that they're that they're gonna put on the floor in the in the front court. The questions arise in the backcourt because that's where they're more evenly matched. I think when you look at when you look at Ashton Higgins, who is one of the better yeah. defenders in, in the country, and you look at Tyrese Maxey, who's one of the better scorers in the country, when you combine that, um, and then you and then they're facing Darius Perry and Ryan McMahon, um, who are more they have less versatility to their game. I guess that's that's. Well, I think McMahon. Well. I think Darius, for one thing, on defense is going to be great. Um, his on-ball defense is really going to give them some issues from, it, it, from and, what I've seen. And I think that that'll be an interesting storyline: is Perry versus versus Maxi yeah. versus Higgins, who are going to be more turnover prone as younger. I think Darius is going to force it and funnel it into like taller dudes because yeah. if there's one thing we've seen with UK in these losses, it's that well, besides but like Utah in. In uh, Ohio State, those are tall teams, and, mm-hmm. and so are we. Like we're, you know, we're probably on average, I assume, like a little bit taller than slightly. Those guys. Yeah. But like they were, from one thing I heard about Utah, because it's not like a lot of local people are like, oh yeah, Utah basketball for sure. But like they were tall, mm-hmm. um, and so they they had they gave them issues. Mm-hmm. And so if you can contain most of the scoring and just funnel it through like one guy, right. Like Maxi, mm-hmm. that's fine. If you know their two best players can can guard you know Wara and you know what, Sam or or McMahon Sam or David, yeah, like, yeah. but then here's the thing, like I really think in order for us to to win this game, we're gonna have to do consistently what we haven't done before, which is consistently get Enoch the ball down low because like our post right. game is so much better than theirs, and you have to exploit that because mm-hmm. all it's gonna do is Try to get them in foul trouble, get us higher percentage shots, uh, you know, and, and just exploit the the one position they really don't have the strength at. Yeah, I mean, look, which look, is U has to. But we go, but we we go away from it. Yeah, every game, absolutely. and it makes no damn sense that I'm, you see Enoch get like eight in a row sometimes or something crazy. Oh, he's a he's, underneath, and yeah. I'm just like. And then the, that's when the fog rolls in, and they just start popping outside shots for no reason. I'm like, why are you? Backing away from that, and I then mean, to get back in the game, they throw it back into yeah. So like, yeah. I really do think the post is is going to be the difference in my mind for this game. Um, I think Kentucky, obviously, is a, I think they're a little more of an emotional team to where it sure could be an advantage or it could be a disadvantage. So like, if if we let them like we have a lull start like you're talking right. about, we let them get on you like a, come out a six to eight out. point lead yeah. or something. Rub's going to be on fire. That team's going to be on fire. And then all confidence does is just breed more confidence on mm-hmm. offense. So, like, the shots that might not have been going in all season start to go in. And that's when you start seeing, like, hey, this team was supposed to be a bad three-point shooting team. Right. And now they're just knocking them down. And, look, and that's because you gave them the right. confidence and to do so. And, again, and Louisville I, can't give them that I, early in the game. I don't think that they're – I think by season's end, we'll find that UK is an average shooting team. Yeah, and that's what—that's all they need to be to be a Sweet 16 team. It really right. is. Um, if they find their sh- their shot during during conference play and they just kind of 
to make a run. You know, Florida's not what what we thought they'd be. Right. Um, there's not really a super scary team in the SEC, save maybe Auburn, who's still undefeated. But you know, Tennessee's not what we thought they'd be. Um, there, there are not a bunch of, of heavyweights right. in, in, in the SEC. I think that Kentucky will find their form at some point. Um, I think for Louisville's sake, they should just hope that it's not against them. The best way to do that is just to come out and do what they have not done in years past, which is just come out and just punch them in the mouth. Yeah. They haven't done that since the NCAA tournament game and the Sweet 16 game where UK had that crazy comeback and, and it ended up winning in the Sweet 16. So, predictions. Predictions. Well, first, I, I do want to talk about the X Factor before we get to that. Because My I bad. would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Because this is Jacob's stat of the day. Stat of the day. This is the stat of the day brought by Jacob. It's Ruby's bedtime. When it's Ruby's bedtime, Jacob has to leave. When Jacob has to leave, we read off Jacob's stat of the day. That was brought bad. to you by Jacob Blaine. Jacob's stat of the day is Dwayne Sutton's line in his first two games against University of Kentucky. In last year's game, Dwayne Sutton had two points and three rebounds. Two points and three rebounds at home against Kentucky. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the same guy who gets the ten rebounds oftentimes in the first half. Two points, three rebounds. And the year before that, he only played five minutes and scored zero points against Kentucky and Rep Arena in that blowout game. Two points and three rebounds. That's that's the only stats that he's recorded as a Louisville Cardinal against UK. That's nuts. So, right, which is great for us because obviously we know that he has the motor and the confidence to back it up this year uh, to completely change that stat line. I think, and, it, and I was going to say, so for me, I don't know if you feel differently. I think that a lot of people would say Darius Perry. But for me, the X factor of this game is Dwayne Sutton. I think that you get what you get from Jordan Ward. I think that this team will go as far as Dwayne Sutton takes it. I think that Jordan War is going to be what he is every night. I think that if teams teams can't plan to take away Stephen Enoch and Malik Williams, right? They they can't. Like Stephen Enoch and Malik Williams together combined as a unit are going to be what they are. Mm -hmm. Jordan Wara most of the time is going to be what he is. Ryan McMahon, most of the time, is going to be what he is. Louisville's bench, for the most part, the younger guys, they might improve a little bit as the season goes on, but they're going to be what they are. Right. Dwayne Sutton is that X factor. When Dwayne Sutton, when when you see Louisville start on, on some of these runs, it's Dwayne Sutton, kind of you know sparking a you know by himself making two or three baskets at a time, getting to the free throw line, kind of getting in guys' ears and, and firing them up just a little bit. Kind of like leading by example, grabbing a rebound that he has no business getting, getting a loose ball that he has no business getting, right? So to me, Dwayne Sutton has to be assertive as a scorer just as much as he is assertive as a rebounder, as a, as a kind of assist or a hockey assist kind of guy, and as a guy who's just a leader. He has to be that, that extra guy. So to me, I 100% agree with Jacob. I think that Dwayne Sutton is the X factor, not only in this game, but for the rest of this season. Well, and that goes to my, back to my point to where, like, UK has playmakers on their team. I just think Louisville has more. And, and so we just outmatch them. Like, that's the right. whole thing. Like, if you match up with, you match up your best player with Wara, okay. Then you match up your second best player with, with, uh, you know, Malik or Enoch right. or somebody. Yeah, but. Um, it, and then, and then you, and then you run into, well, oh crap! All right, there's a guy who basically is averaging almost like a double double, um, mm -hmm. in 
and Dwayne, and so you're like, crap, like who do we put? Yeah. <laughs> like there's only so many dudes that we can we can yeah you know put because there's so many different ways Louisville can score. Like it, it, it as much as we talk about like their shooting struggles at times and their shooting cho- like their options and choices and decision making and lulls. If you saw 38 percent from the three point stat line as a team mm-hmm. from a Louisville game, you're like, ah, okay, yeah, kind of had a down night. Mm-hmm. You see that on UK, and they're like, oh wow, okay, right, that was right. a great shooting night. Yeah. So like, you can't let them get the there. consistent differences this mm-hmm. season. Like we know Louisville can shoot lights out when they can, oh, yeah. like when they want to, like when they're feeling it. It is insane. Oh, I mean, they've had games where they make their first 14 shots of the game. I mean, they they are absolutely when they come when they come in with the confidence, they are. I, in my opinion, one of the top five shooting teams in the country. I mean, it's, and it's not even, not even really a contest to be honest. Um, so let's let's get into predictions. Let's get out of here. Let's get the people, get the people what they want. What do you think? If you had to predict the game today, uh, I would probably go like seventy sixty three, maybe seventy sixty. Four to two. I don't know. Who, so who, I was, who I, do we have winning? Sixty-three to seventy, and I'm saying U of L wins. U of L wins seventy to sixty-three. Yeah, you know, I think it won't. I don't think it'll be as close as. Like I think we'll, we'll be in the lead by like double digits, but then, I want to say like a couple last second like shots maybe. Or, yeah, you know. Nope. And, and um, I I have. Or it's like super close, and they foul like the last couple times, like you said, and goes down to like some free throws or something like that. But I really do think like. The versatility of scoring that Louisville has in, in the post, like the post advantage, I really think, you know, this is obviously Louisville's, even at Rupp, I think this is Louisville's game to lose. Oh, so it just scares, absolutely. It scares me that, like, obviously the pressure's on the cards uh, to win it. But I do think, obviously, they have the tools to to, to definitely uh, have it in control the if, only, they, if they want it to. The only reason you should be scared of this game, I hope you're listening at home, the only reason you should be scared if you're a Louisville fan is for your pride. That's it. In the end, this game only means what it means for the sake of the rivalry and for the sake of Louisville getting a better experience. That's it. Now, with that being said, I want to win this game like hell. Like I would, you know, I would give a lot of stuff for UVL to win this game just because I'm ready to see this become the rivalry that it's meant, meant to be. Um, and I think that this year could start that. Um, I think that this year Louisville vastly outmans Kentucky. I think that what nobody's talking about is that they're far, far better on the defensive end of the ball. And I think that what Louisville does is they go into this game and they keep Kentucky out of the lane at all costs. I think that Kentucky gets a lot of open shots. I think Kentucky makes a few open shots from the outside. But in the end, it's like I said, it's that inconsistency that's going to cost them. I think that this is a game that Louisville leads going into halftime. I think it's a game that Louisville expands the lead um, and, and doesn't really relinquish the lead until towards the end of the game. And I think that Kentucky makes a few shots as the game kind of winds down. Um, I think that Louisville does reach the 69 mark, which is super key for Louisville, but especially in the UK game. And I think that the final score is going to be 76-67 to 67 Louisville with the win on the road. That's my prediction lock it in. Since we've started this podcast, we've given lots of predictions. I believe that I've only missed one prediction and it was the Louisville-Kentucky football game as far as game-by-game predictions go this year. So, with that being said, I'm putting the good mojo back with the cards. I think that this rivalry turns into what it should be 
I think that there's no, Cal's not going anywhere. I think that this is just a and kind of an anomaly. I think that this is just one of Cal's just not that great teams, basically. But I, no, I, I think that this rivalry starts to become what it should be. I think that Chris Mack, after his first game in Rep Arena, really starts to feel the vibe around what this game could be. I think this is a guy that's been in a similar rivalry, maybe even a little bit more hostile rivalry with, with Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Xavier. Right, they're starting um, to show those old pressers with uh, right. him and Mick Cronin. And, and not not that <laughs> I want not that I want to see that between Mac and Cal, but I'm not going to put it past him for a second to be the guy that is not afraid to take a shot back at his rival. So I I, and I think that's the kind of stuff that we could see going forward. Um, but this game could be the start of something big. I'm excited to see what could happen. Um, I'm not too worried about the foul trouble stuff. I think the Enoch or Wara or somebody important could get into foul trouble, but this year it doesn't matter. Look, Enoch could get into foul trouble. Nobody's talking about Malik Williams. The dude's amazing. Like Malik Williams is such an unheralded player because of what Enoch's doing, because Enoch is, is the NBA, the quote-unquote NBA guy, right? But Malik Williams is dangerous from downtown. I'm going to just... He's, He's a he's a very good shooter. He's a matchup nightmare, and he's the best defender on the team that nobody talks about. Like Malik Williams is a difference yeah. maker on defense. Well, he like he makes you change your entire offensive set. Absolutely. But, all right, we've already done our predictions. We ran over on time because mm -hmm. we are so good. And at Kate's staying. gonna kill you. I don't think she'll kill me, oh. but it is like the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. So we probably do need to get home. Merry Christmas, to our Adam. Respective others. Peace out. Later.